Welcome to the official podcast of the Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders. This podcast exists to empower the next generation of leaders through intentional mentorship. In this episode, we will be hearing from Pastor Shane Cheek. Now, before we get into this episode, there's a few things that I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you listen, and make sure to follow us on social media. This way you can stay up to date on fresh content and brand new episodes. Shane Cheek is a pastor in Owasso, Oklahoma. He's a tennis fanatic, a Bible quiz coach to his two sons, and he helps put on the Replenish and Restore Conference every year in Broken Arrow. Shane and Christy Cheek, along with their two sons, Caden and Cameron, moved to Owasso at the beginning of 2009 to plant an apostolic church in Owasso, Oklahoma. Shane also started and operated a thriving national recruitment business that was later merged into a successful staffing company in Oklahoma City. The subject for today's podcast is the little things. What you do with a little is what you will do with a lot. How someone does anything is how they will do everything. So the thing is, the little things matter. I cannot wait to share this with you. This is going to be awesome. Let's jump in. Hello, Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders. Pastor Shane Cheek here from Owasso, Oklahoma. What a delight it is for me to have the honor to speak to what I consider to be um, the most incredible young leaders and people across Oklahoma. Counted a great honor to have a chance to speak to you all today on this podcast. Uh, trust you're being blessed by these. I've had a chance to listen to them as well. And what incredible content our leadership and um, great folks here in Oklahoma are putting into our hearts and spirit. Appreciate those that are making this available. Brother and Sister Hughes, their work, their burden. And also uh, all of our other committee members that are speaking and will be speaking to us in the future. When I was asked about doing this podcast, I began to pray and seek the Lord uh, for direction on what to bring to us today. And um, there's a subject that's near and dear to my heart that uh, I want to talk to you about, challenge you about. And uh, if you'll allow me to in this podcast, be transparent. As a young person growing up here in Oklahoma, uh, exposed to great moves of God, wonderful preaching, um, unmatched, uh, leadership that we had as a young, as a young preacher here in Oklahoma. I, there was a word that began to be, uh, if I could be, say it this way and be transparent was labeled on my life. I would hear people say it to me, to my face. I would also hear it said behind my back, it get back to me. And that was, Oh, brother cheek, you have so much potential, so much potential. What great potential he had. I literally began to, as as the call of God was unfolding in my life and beginning to pursue ministry and call of God as a young man, um, because I knew deep down inside I wasn't chasing that potential. I was not becoming what God wanted to me, me to become. I wasn't fulfilling the call and the potential that God had had on my life. And through a series of events that time would not permit me to go into in this setting, but um, the Lord began to deal with my heart and and call me to a place. And I was in a I was in a meeting uh, as a very young preacher in a 
and an elder said these words that I have never forgotten. These words challenge me to this day. Uh, they they caused me great introspection. They caused me to ponder, to pray, to repent, to seek the things of God. And this elder said these words to a group of young preachers. Uh, he said, young men, listen to me. Young people, listen to me. He said, how a person does anything is how a person will do everything. How a person does anything is how a person will do everything. I then became keenly aware of a passage of Scripture that has become one I read frequently, and I'll direct your attention to this passage now. In Matthew chapter 25, we read what is a commonly referred to as the parable of the talents. And it is, um, we pick up the reading of the narrative of Jesus speaking in verse number 14, where he says, the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered them his goods. Of course, uh, we know that the master is a type of our heavenly father, of, of Jesus Christ, of God. And, and uh, the Bible says in this narrative that he gave one of his servants five talents, and he gave another two. And to the third servant, he simply gave one. And the Bible says he did that according to every man his ability. And then the master took his journey and went away for a period of time. The Bible then continues the narrative uh, and says that he that had received the five, he went and doubled the five and made therefore to have ten. He that had received the two, he also doubled the investment of the master and he returned back to the again, the master and was ready for him and he returned to give him four. The Bible contains a troubling narrative to me in verse number 18 and said, He that had received just one, the one that had received one, he went and digged in the earth. If I could insert a word here, a cheekism as I call them, potential. He took his potential. And as the old children's song goes, he hid it under a bushel. He took his light and covered it up. He took his one talent. And I guess if I'm calling this talk anything here uh, today as you're listening to it, I would just simply call this the importance of little things. The importance of little things. Listen to me, child of God, young aspiring leader, whoever may be hearing this podcast. How a person handles little things will reveal how they will handle large things, how a person deals with the small little issues of life, the small trials, the small opportunities, yea, the small little talents that come into your hands are going to reveal what you will do with the greater things. The Bible says that when the master in Matthew chapter 25, when he, when he returned back uh, after the time that he had been gone, the he reckoned and called his servants to reckon. And he called in the, the, the servant that had had the five talents. And he had 
uh, was able to say, look, I've, I've returned here and I've got, I've got 10 for you. I've doubled it. And, and the master said words here that we only read just a few times in scriptures, but I propose to you the words that every one of us want to hear uh, that are striving to become what God wants us to be. And the master says to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. If there's anything I want to hear as a disciple of Jesus Christ, more than I want to hear, congratulations, good job, more than I want to hear, you're promoted, more than I want to hear, uh, raised, more than I want to hear, you got a position, I want to hear the master say to me, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Of course, ultimately, we want to hear those words spoken to us on Judgment Day to enter in into that beautiful place of paradise with the Lord. But on this particular day, the one that had had five heard those words. And I want to stop here and, and remind you, no one will hear those words that has not done so. In other words, you won't hear Jesus say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, if you haven't done good and you haven't been faithful. Faithful, I want to point out, over a few things, for that's what he said. The master called the man that the servant had five, and he said, you've been faithful over a few things, little things, small things. I'm going to make you a ruler over great things. So point out here again that the key to achieving greatness, the achieve, the key to becoming more, the key to uh, having authority over more, the key to growing was how he handled the small things. And in his case, the small things was five things. Five talents. The narrative repeats itself now as the story continues in Matthew 25 with uh, two talents, a two-talent servant. According to his ability, he just had two. Uh, there would be a whole lot of surmising I could do on why the master chose to give five to one, two to another. Uh, time would not permit to expound on that. I have my thoughts. But the Bible just simply says it was according to their ability. So the one that had two obviously didn't have quite the ability as the one that had five. But notice that it did not matter. He was he took his two. He went out as the master left on the journey. And with the two, he applied himself to the small things of two. He applied himself to taking the two. And he began to develop it and hone it and work on it. And in the course of time when the master come, he also is called to reckon. And he is able to say to the master, I took what you invested into me. I took the two and I invested it. I duplicated it. I worked hard. And I'm happy to report to you that there's now, there's now four. The master once again says the words that we all want to hear. He says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Again, I point out to you the importance of a little thing, the importance of a few small things. And he said, now I'm going to make you a ruler over great things, the importance of little things. Then we come to the last servant, the one that you read with trepidation. You know where the narrative is heading. You know where the master is, the story. I've read it literally hundreds of times. And this servant, he was there also, and he got one. Here's how I like to call the one talent person. He couldn't sing. 
Nobody was going to ask him to sing in the choir. Nobody was going to ask him to preach a conference message. He wasn't being asked to lead a department. He was a one-talent person. He just got one talent from the master. But make no mistake about it, it was a talent from the master. The master had poured into his life a talent. He had a little talent. His talent was different. It was smaller than the other ones with five and two. But I remind you that Jesus also called the five and the two few and little. Now this one talent, instead of going out and honing that one talent, to quote again the children's song, he hid it under a bushel. And he went and dug a hole and stuck it in the ground. The Bible uses a phrase elsewhere. It says to despise small things, to not despise small things. And this one talent servant, it just would appear he just viewed that the talent the master had given him to be insignificant. Let me bring that down to a next generation leader and spell that out how I think that looks. It matters, young person, young aspiring leader, whatever it is that your hand is finding you to do in the kingdom of God right now, it matters how you do with that one thing. It matters how you sweep the floor when you're asked to sweep the floor. Matter of fact, it matters if you do it when you're not asked to do it. It matters how you cut the grass. Because I remind you again, the quote I quoted at the earlier part of the podcast, how a person does anything is how a person does everything. When you're folding chairs, stacking tables, cleaning toilets, cleaning restrooms, baking a cake, taking cookies, teaching a Bible study, doing a Sunday school class, leading a choir, whatever your hand find to do, the key to becoming more, the key to God giving you more, the key, yay, to hearing God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, ties back into what you do with the little things. Oh, I wish I would have understood this as a young person. Oh, I wish I would have got this earlier in my life. Yay, I tell you, I'm still reaching for it. I'm still trying. I'm still I still, it challenges me every day because I understand, now I understand more. What is this? Blessed, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And to whom much is given, much is required. And so, saints of God, precious young people, it's not the great things. The old timers used to say it's the little foxes. It's not the great things in the kingdom of God. Everybody desires to do great things, but it's what you do with the one thing. What is the one thing in your life that God's asking for you to do something with? What is the one thing in your life that God has given you a talent, a measure of ability? Because you viewed it as insignificant, you've went and dug a hole and put it in. There's Bible study teachers that are listening to this podcast that God wants to make you an incredible Bible study teacher, but you're afraid to start because you don't think you can teach it like a brother Cornwell, perhaps, or some great seasoned man of God. It starts with the little things. There's a P7 club, a Bible study group, a Sunday school classroom. There's a prayer meeting, a fasting chain. There's a revival of young people in your community hyphen age young people going to college. There's Bible study groups. There's things waiting to be started. And perhaps you're waiting on God. But I challenge you the fact that really you're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. He wants to know what you'll do with the small things. 
He wants to know what you'll do with the little things that he's given you to do. Every time a task comes to you, young person, every time you're challenged with a duty in the kingdom of God, your pastor, the man of God, the leadership in your life comes to you. They ask you uh, to take on a task, to do a project, or perhaps you come to them with a burden. Even better yet, you come to them. I've got a burden. Not only is the leadership in your life looking at how you will handle that one thing, but more importantly, the master is looking at how you will handle that one thing. How will you do? Will you take uh, Will you take the one and bury it? Or you be like the two and the five that will take it and multiply it? Let me continue on. I won't be much longer. Thank you for your time. Ultimately, where this really gets serious is when the master comes to the one talent person, the one talent servant, as we call him. And he says, thou wicked and slothful servant. Now, all the servant did, he didn't spend it. He didn't waste it. He didn't steal from the master. I remind you that all the servant did was he just hid it. He buried it. But he was called a wicked and a slothful servant because he simply didn't utilize the talent that God had given him. And in words that challenge me, verse number 29, the master says, From every one that hath shall be given. Unto every one that hath shall be given. And he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even which he hath. I'm going to make a statement here that will cause you to think, might raise an eyebrow or three. And that is, remove from your mind that God is fair. Let me say it again. God never makes the claim to be fair. Matter of fact, you don't want God to start being fair. If we got what we had coming, if the Lord rendered unto us what we were due, we would be destroyed, we'd be consumed, because every one of us are born in sin, shaping an iniquity. I thank God I didn't get what I had coming. I didn't I thank God He didn't get me, He didn't give me what I deserve, but rather He's a just God. But here we see a depiction of the Lord that that makes me extremely um sobered. It sobers me. Let me say it that way. It sobers me. And that is, the Lord says, not only will I not take from he that hath ten and give it to the one. That's, that's what we do. In, that's what politicians want to do. They would, say that, they would say, that's fair. I'm going to take from the ten and give to the one because that's fair. We've come a long ways in America since John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but rather ask what you can do for your country. Uh, If you follow the political landscape now in 2020, we've come a long ways from that. Now politicians everywhere are telling us all that they're going to do for us. And this mindset is coming to the kingdom of God. This mindset is encroached into the people of the Lord. And it can get into the leadership. And as you aspire to leadership, it's not what the kingdom of God can do for you. It's what are you going to do for the kingdom of God. Leadership is defined not by what the church can do for you, the people can do for you. It's what you can do for the Lord. 
And yay, the five-talent person I proposed and the two-talent person got it, that their job was not to just take and sit on the talents, but to go and multiply it, to be prosperous, uh, to take authority over their area of expertise and their responsibility. But the one-talent person, maybe he felt sorry for himself. Maybe he didn't view it as fair. Maybe he just didn't view it as right. But the Bible does not say when the master came back that he apologized. Look, that wasn't fair. That's not right. No, he took from the one who had 10. I'm sorry. He took from the one who had one and he gave it to the one who had 10. Young people, young leader, whoever might be listening to this podcast in 2020, or perhaps we've moved down the road from 2020 as I record this here today. It matters what you do with the little things. It matters how you handle the little things in your life. I close with this. Thank you for your time. Naaman had leprosy. He needed to be healed. He finds out there's a prophet. A little girl tells him there's a prophet in Israel that if you'll go see, I know a God that can heal you of leprosy. Naaman goes down to the prophet's house. Many of you will know the story. The man of God doesn't even bother to come to the door, sends a messenger. Go dip seven times, he says, in the Jordan, you'll be healed. Naaman got angry. Naaman was wroth, the Bible says. And he's going to leave in anger. He's going to leave and return leprous, leprous back to his country. And the little servant girl, in a moment of transparency, looks at the master and says, Master, uh, if he would have asked you to do some great thing, you would have done it. If it was some great thing, you would have went out and accomplished it. But it was just dipping seven times in a muddy river. That's all he asked you to do. It was something little. Thankfully, the great general, the captain, He listened to the young servant girl. Of course, we know how the story ends. He goes, dips one time, two, three, four, five, six. And on the seventh time, when he comes up, the leprosy is gone. He is healed. Despise not the day of small things. For how a person does anything is how a person does everything. The importance of little things. What little thing can you do today that can change your world? What little thing can you do today that can change your church? What little thing? One degree makes all the difference in a a pot of water. One degree takes a pot of water from being hot to being boiling. A little thing, a small degree, a little prayer meeting, a little fasting, a little Bible reading, a Bible quizzing program, a Sunday school class, cutting the yard making the yard look the best it can, making sure the church is spick and span, high and tight, clean on Sundays, clean on Wednesday, taking a load off of off your pastor and his wife, leadership, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. I ask you today, despise not the day of small things. Take inventory of the little things. The importance of little things lead to great things in the kingdom of God. I love you, Oklahoma. Next Gen. I love you, young leaders of Oklahoma. I pray this has been a blessing to you. I believe in you. God bless you. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to this episode. In our next episode, we'll be hearing from Christy Cheek from Owasso, Oklahoma. You don't want to miss out on her episode entitled Digging Up Some Grit. She'll be talking about the importance of intense determination, courage, resolve, and most importantly, good old-fashioned grit to pursue excellence in your calling and area of ministry involvement. Make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe to this podcast, and leave us a review wherever you listen so that we can reach more people. 